0: Aloha! This is Pastor Perry, and I want to thank you for joining us online to study the Word of God together. We pray that you will be blessed as the Holy Spirit ministers to you through this message and through God's Word. Our reading today is Romans 15, 22 through 25. Again, that's Romans 15, 22 through um, 25. For this reason, I have often been prevented from coming to you, but now, with no further place for me in these regions, and since I have had for many years a longing to come to you whenever I go to Spain, for I hope to see you in passing and to be helped on my way there by you. When I have first enjoyed your company for a while, but now I am going to Jerusalem serving the saints." Our reading for tonight. Sure, thank you. We're doing our announcements. Ryan, I mean announcements. Our reading and Ryan, thanks for doing the announcements. And I'll do the sermon. Is that how that works? (laughs) All right. Would you pray with me? Sovereign Lord. We look at the news and we just think of people suffering all over the world. We're mindful of what's going on in Ukraine. Our hearts break for both the Russians, Ukrainians. We lift them up to you, really not knowing specifically how to pray, but Lord, we need your help. We need your intervention, and we ask for that. Lord, we look at Hurricane Ian and the people who have suffered in Cuba and Puerto Rico and East Coast, of the U.S., maybe some other islands, Lord, and we lift them up to you as well, and they need your help. Lord, we pray, for these, pray that through these crises, people would find Jesus, that Christians would be able to share their faith, that the ways of the world would look more and more unsatisfactory and repulsive even, and the need for something eternal would become evident. Lord, we just pray for those who are suffering physically but also suffering spiritually and ask that you administer to them. Lord, we continue to pray for those in our own congregation, and our own families, community, that also need our prayers closer to home. We just ask you to bless those who need your peace, who need your guidance, who need your healing, we pray. Lord, as we come to your word now, we invite you as our teacher to instruct us. And I invite the Holy Spirit to speak through me. And through Jesus we ask these things. Amen. Have you ever sensed that God was moving you on, but you didn't know exactly where He was moving you to? You just know it was time to go. Perhaps it had to do with circumstances that dictated a force change in your life, a move, or maybe it was a restless spirit in yourself, or maybe it was the prompting of the Holy Spirit Himself, but you just knew it was time for a move. It was time to go somewhere. After five amazing years of pastoring the English-speaking International Church in in Athens, Greece, I just sensed the Holy Spirit was moving me on. I met with the spiritual leadership of the church. We prayed together. Um, We didn't want me to leave, but he felt like God was telling me it was time to go. But he didn't tell me where. He just said it's time to go. So I did what probably most of you would have done. I decided I would move to Costa Rica. I figured if God didn't tell me where to go, I should just go wherever I want to go. And I wanted to go to Costa Rica to study Spanish at the Spanish Language Institute with the idea of then moving to Spain, where I would then help start a church. And you're thinking, well, why Spain? Well, again, that should be obvious. The coffee is amazing. And the language is más fácil. Compared to Greek It's much easier than Greek. I figured, you know, I, I'm Greek and I've studied Greek for years, but I can speak more Spanish than I can speak Greek, so let's just move to Spain. It just make life easier. Well, it's biblical also to want to go to Spain. I don't know if it's you knew that, but uh, the only time that Spain is mentioned in all of the scripture is in today's text, in Romans chapter 15. The Apostle Paul wanted to go to Spain. Notice what it says in Romans 15. We're going to pick it up in verse 23. In the middle of a sentence, it says, verse 23 of Romans 15, "...but now, with no further place for me in these regions, and since I have had for many years a longing to come to you," those are the people in Rome he's writing to, "...whenever I go to Spain," and then he kind of goes off, not a full sentence here, "...for I hope to see you in passing and be helped on my way there by you when I have first enjoyed your company for a while." And we'll just stop there for a moment. It doesn't quite finish the sentence and a thought, but the Apostle Paul, as he writes this letter and is finishing up to the Christians in Rome, Italy, he shares a dream that he has, and the dream is to go to Spain. Today's sermon title is Follow Your Dreams, and we're going to see in our text that the Apostle Paul followed his dreams. He had a dream to go to Spain. I had a dream to go to Spain. I followed my dream. Let's look at the Apostle Paul's travel plans as part of this dream, uh, and his—it's kind of a dream of a lifetime. I mean, he starts off, and when he's writing this letter, he's in Greece. He's in Corinth, Greece, and. It's a little isthmus where you have northern Greece and southern Greece and this little isthmus here. So it was a seaport town. It was hustling. It was bustling. There were products from all over the Roman Empire there, things from Egypt and Turkey and Israel and Italy and Spain. And the, the water is gorgeous. It's an azure color. And while living in Corinth, he would have amazing fresh fish and meats and, and poultry. But he's also dreaming of a Holy Land tour. And he wants to go to Israel. And he wants to go to Jerusalem. And he wants to go there because he's planning to bring some financial aid to the poorest of the poor of the church who were were Jews, who were very poor. And he's taking some money from the Christians in Greece and he's going to bring it to Jerusalem. And then after he goes to Jerusalem, he's going to go from Corinth to Jerusalem. Then he's going to go to Rome, Italy. And then he's going to go to Spain. That's his dream. And the Apostle Paul had never been to Spain before but he also had never been to Rome before. He didn't plant the church in Rome. Someone else did or a group of people did. We're not sure exactly who did. Some people say Apostle Peter did. He'd never been there. He knew a lot of people who were in that church that he had touched their lives, and we'll see that when you get to Romans 16, but he'd never been there, so he wants to go there. Now follow along. I want to read to you this itinerary, which I just mentioned, starting in verse 22 of Romans 15. This is Paul's dream trip. For this reason, verse 22, I have often been hindered from coming to you, but now with no further place for me in these regions, and since I have had for many years a longing to come to you whenever I go to Spain, for I hope to see you in passing and be helped on my way there by you when I have first enjoyed your company for a while. But now I'm going to Jerusalem, serving the saints. Why? Well, Macedonia and Achaia, that's northern Greece and southern Greece, have been pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the saints in Jerusalem. Yes, they were pleased to do so. And they are indebted to them, for if the Gentiles have shared in the spiritual things, they are indebted to minister to them, in other words, to Jews, also in material things. I mean, the Jews gave us Jesus, and spiritual things, ought we not help them financially? he says. Therefore, when I have finished this, taking this money to Jerusalem, and have put my seal on the fruit of theirs, I will go on by way of you to Spain. That's his dream, to go to Spain. And I know that when I come to you, notice this phrase, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. And that's Paul's dream. But what inspired his dreams? Well, we have to back up to verse 20. So let's back up. Verse 20, And thus I aspired to preach the gospel, not where Christ was already named, that I might not build upon another man's foundation, but as it is written, and then he quotes from the book of Isaiah, they who had no news of him shall see, and they who have not heard shall understand. The inspiration for the Apostle Paul to go to Spain via Rome was to quote from one of my favorite TV programs as I was growing up as a kid, to go where no man has gone before, (laughs) to share the gospel. And so his dreams were driven by a desire to share Jesus Christ. I want to show you a map of the Roman Empire to kind of help you have a better idea here. So if you look at the slide there that's on the screen, you'll notice that the Apostle Paul... He had been in Asia Minor, that's what we call Turkey, that's on the right of the screen there, and he'd been down in Judea and Jerusalem, he's on his way to Jerusalem, so he'd ministered in that part of the Roman Empire, and this map shows you the Roman Empire at the time of the Apostle Paul, that's in that dark uh, reddish-orange color. And so he'd been on the eastern side of the Roman Empire. As he writes this letter, he's in Greece, which is sort of central there. You'll see Macedonia, that's northern Greece, and then the word Greece, and then he's a little bit south of where the word says Greece, that's where Corinth is, and below that is Ikea. And he wants to go to Rome, Italy. He's never been there. So now he's moving west. But if you look at the Roman Empire, the far west of the Roman Empire at that time was Spain. And so the Apostle Paul wants to go all the way to Spain. He wants to cover the Roman Empire with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is his dream. Pretty amazing. So if you look at your notes here, the first lesson that we learn for ourselves, number one, is this. Dream big. Paul's dream was big. But dream godly dreams. He's dreaming really big, but it's a godly dream. The reason he wants to travel the known world, the Roman Empire, is because he wants people to know Jesus Christ. And he wants to go, like I said, where no man has gone before with the gospel and bring it to Spain. The Apostle Paul was a dreamer, but he was a dreamer in the best sense of the word. He dreamt godly dreams. And so should you. So should you. So should I. I think most Christians don't dream big enough. I think we limit God because we don't have big enough dreams on what He might want to do through us. We limit Him. Perhaps you've heard that saying that goes, attempt something so big for God that unless He intervenes, it will fail. Try it. (laughs) Dream big. And again, we're talking about God-centered dreams that glorify Him. It's okay to dream about a promotion if God is in it. It's okay to dream about a move, or a pay raise, or a marriage, if God is in it. It's okay to dream about a house, or a second home, a vacation home, if God is in it. Dream big. Apostle Paul dreamt big, but God was in his dreams. And the best way to know if your dreams are from God, is to do what it says in Psalms 37, verse 4. If you'd like to look at Psalm 37, 4 with me, or just look at the screen if you want, it says in Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord. And I remind you that when you see Lord in all caps, that's God's personal name, and it's a name that we pronounce Yahweh. So it's very personal here, delight yourself in in God, uses his personal name Yahweh as we pronounce it. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, notice it doesn't say he will fulfill the desires that you already have. I think this verse isn't telling you that you tell God what your desires are. This verse is telling you that God will tell you what your desires are. If you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires in your heart that you should have. When you're walking with him, when your are spirit filled, you are filled with his desires. And so dream big, dream big, but dream godly dreams. As you are aware, the Romans built the greatest highway system in the ancient world. There were 29 highways that radiated out of the city of Rome itself. That's why we have that phrase, all roads lead to Rome. They built over 250,000 miles of roads throughout their own empire. 50,000 miles of those roads were paved with stone. And they did that, of course, so they could move their armies quickly and be able to keep in control the whole empire that they could bring trade in. And it's estimated when people look at the journeys that the Apostle Paul went on that he probably walked upwards of 10,000 to 14,000 miles of those Roads to spread the gospel. It was a wonderful time to spread the gospel. The Romans had literally paved the way for the Apostle Paul to spread the gospel. It's amazing. Here's a slide of the Roman roads, and they're not all on there. Um, I don't know if you can see those red lines, but you can see they go all around the Mediterranean, even through Africa, uh, through what we call Turkey and Israel, through, through Greece, um, Italy, Spain, and upwards. Um, into what we call France, those roads. And those roads were available for the gospel to be spread. Pretty absolutely amazing. And what's interesting, along these roads, they measured the roads and they would mark them off what are called milestones. And you've heard of the word milestone, but the milestone comes from the Latin word meal, which means a thousand. And every 1,000 steps, and they measured a step as five feet, so every 1,000 steps or 5,000 feet, there was a milestone. Here's a picture of a milestone. I'd like to claim that I took that picture. Um, I actually did. I took it off the internet, and, uh, <laughs> but that's a milestone. That one was a, a nice setting, um, but you can see those milestones along um, some of the existing roads, and some of you have, have walked those roads, perhaps I have, that still exist, and The Apostle Paul was making his own milestones as he traveled. And his weren't made out of stone. His were made out of people's hearts. And he was dreaming about reaching men, women, boys, and girls for Jesus Christ all the way over to Spain. Now, there's some debate among scholars whether Paul ever made it to Spain. The, the Bible doesn't record Paul ever making it to Spain, but the Bible doesn't record a lot of things about the Apostle Paul that we don't know. And uh, I'll attribute Jacob Butters, who's studying at Dallas Seminary right now online, that he mentioned to me when I would mentioned that Paul had never been to Spain in an earlier sermon. He goes, one of my professors says maybe he had. So I looked it up, and, and sure enough, um, some of the early church fathers, as early as, as Clement in 96 AD, said, yeah, Paul made it to Spain, and others said he made it to Spain, and so So, we might assume that he did make it to Spain, but we don't really know. But we get a second principle from Paul's life, and that's this, number two. Godly dreams move you in godly directions. Godly dreams move you in godly directions. Whether he ever made it to Spain or not, We know that the process of moving there, God used and got him moving in a godly direction. Sometimes it's not the final destination of your dream that God wants to get you to. He just wants to get you moving in that direction. A funny thing happened to me on the way to Spain. I stopped in Kailua. After three months in Costa Rica, learning Spanish, I came here because this is my home, and I got here, and within 24 hours, the former pastor of this church, who's a friend of mine, said, I'm leaving, will you take my church? And my dream to go to Spain from Greece put me in Kailua, and I've been here 23 years at this church. And whether I'll ever end up in Spain is doubtful. Well, maybe I can go there on vacation. But my godly dream moved me in a godly direction, and got me here. And the Apostle Paul was headed toward Spain, he's headed toward Jerusalem, he's headed toward Rome, he has these dreams, and they moved him in the right direction, though the circumstances of what happened and how his dream was fulfilled was quite different than what he expected. You should step out in faith. You should dream big. You should follow your dreams and trust God And if your final destination doesn't turn out to be Spain, well, that's okay. God's been using you along the way. Well, as we already read, Apostle Paul dreamt of going to Rome. And he spells out what he expects his dream to look like, what his travels to look like. He has expectations and plans. So in verse 28 of Romans 15, We see who Paul expects in verse 28. When I finish this and have put my seal on the fruit of theirs, I will go on my way of you to Spain. So Paul expects to go to Jerusalem, drop off the money, and go to Spain. Verse 29. And I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. He goes, when I get to Rome, I know it's with God's blessing. Verse 30. Now, I urge you, brethren, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. When people go on a trip, especially if they're Americans, they pray for safe travels. Okay, that seems to be an important thing to Americans. We pray about safety. When I'm with my European friends and I'm going on a trip, they say, we pray that you're going to have a good time. I go, I like that. (laughs) You know, I want to be safe, but i want to have a good time too. So Paul prays for, you know, safe trip. We call those travel mercies. Verse 32. Pray for me so that I may come to you in joy. Notice I want to be happy when I get there by the will of God, in God's will. And I want to find refreshing rest in your company. I want to take a break, a little holiday in Rome. Okay, that's what he's expecting, resting. That's what he's praying for. Well, how did his dream play out? It didn't play out the way that he had dreamt it would. And we know that because his traveling companion, Dr. Luke, tells us what happened in the book of Acts. Let me summarize it. We learn from the book of Acts that Paul did get to Rome, but we're not told he ever made it to Spain. And instead of being delivered from opposition that he prayed for, he was beaten, and nearly Rome. torn apart by rioting people. He was taken into custody by the Roman guards. And then there was an assassination attempt against him. He was imprisoned unjustly for two years in Caesarea. Finally, they said, You're going to go to Nero because you said you want to go to Nero and be tried. So then they go to send him to Nero on a ship, and the ship is in a storm and it hits a reef and it's shipwrecked and it sinks. And Paul swims to shore and he's bitten by a venomous snake. And then the Roman guards finally get him to Rome and they put him under house arrest, chained to a guard. That's the answer to prayer for pray for me to have a safe trip. And the refreshing rest that he prayed for in Rome was a rest. <laughs> and he's changed to guard. And you go, what a nightmare his dream became. Or was it? Notice how Dr. Luke in Acts 28, who summarizes the trip... Notice how he summarizes it in Acts 28, verses 30 and 31. And he, Paul, stayed two full years in his own rented quarters and was welcoming all who came to him. Now keep in mind, he rented the quarters, but he's chained to a guard 24-7. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with all openness unhindered. So we learned a third principle. Let's review the first two. We saw that you should dream big, but dream godly dreams, which Paul did. The second thing we saw is that godly dreams may, will move you in godly direction. That happened with the Apostle Paul. And the third thing we learned, number three, is this. A dream is not truly a nightmare if God is in it. It's not truly a nightmare if God is in it. I mean, Apostle Paul's journey sounds like a nightmare to us, and yet God was in it. He's put on that ship the see Emperor Nero, it sinks, when it hits a reef, it sounds like a nightmare. Wet and freezing, he swims to shore, and he's gathering wood, and he's bitten by a snake, a poisonous snake, and all the natives are looking at him like, well, he's going to die. And Paul's probably going, really, Lord? Really? A poisonous snake? I'm cold, I'm freezing, I've been shipwrecked, I'm just trying to do your, your will, and now I'm going to die? Perhaps you've been there, perhaps you're there right now, you're going, really, Lord? How much worse Can it get? This is an absolute nightmare following your dream, Lord. But the Apostle Paul's life shows that the dream really wasn't a nightmare because God was in it and God protected Paul from the rioters in Jerusalem. He protected him from the assassination attempt and had it revealed. He protected everyone on the ship when it sank and no one died. And Paul, instead of dying from the snake bite, then had great witnessing opportunity on the island and started healing people and leading people to Christ. And Paul did make it to Rome, and he was able to be there two years unhindered sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then he was released after those two years, and there's a little dispute about what happened next. But it seems like he went on to share the gospel until a later Roman imprisonment when he was beheaded. Remember that saying that goes like this everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not yet the end. Of course, that's only true for the Christian. The last chapter of your life is an eternal one, a perfect chapter, if Jesus is part of your dreams. So I would say, dream big, follow your dreams. Make sure God is in it. Remember that it might look like a nightmare now, but when you get to heaven, you'll see it was all part of God's plan for your best. Would you pray with me? If you're here and you have never invited Jesus into your life to save you, that's where the dream begins. Calling out to Him and recognizing that he died for your sins. He rose from the grave, he conquered death, and saying, Lord Jesus, come into my life and save me. Once you've made that decision, the next decision is one of whether you're going to follow him each step of the way in this life now. If you've been hesitant to follow him, that's a sin. And if you want to follow him, tell him you're sorry that you haven't been following him. If you have been following him, but you're not sure what the next step is, thank him that he's going to guide you. And by faith, just step out, knowing that he has. Lord, we thank you that we can dream big, and we pray that we would dream your dreams, and we'd accomplish the things that you want us to accomplish for your glory, even when they get hard and even when they get difficult, Lord. maybe hold on to the dream that you've given us. We pray these things through Jesus' name. Amen.